Study in France with Campus France UK. Your mobility journey starts today. Good morning, everyone. I am Damien Vial, Higher Education Attaché at the French Embassy in the UK. And today with my guests, we are going to talk about funding. Food, health, transportation, leisure, the cost of living in France can be quite high, especially in Paris and big cities. That's why students should prepare their budget carefully to avoid unpleasant surprises when they settle in. Let's get back to our guests. Could you briefly introduce yourself and tell us what and where you studied in France? Hi, I'm Ruby. Uh, I studied for my undergraduate degree in Liberal Arts and Natural Sciences at the University of Birmingham. And last year I went to the University Clermont-Auvergne in Clermont-Ferrand for my year abroad. Yes, my name's Arthur and I studied a master's degree in public health data science at the University of Bordeaux. Hello, uh, my name is Bob. I did an undergraduate degree at Durham, uh, part of which was French. And then I'm currently studying a postgraduate degree in international governance and diplomacy at Sciences Po uh, Paris. Oh, that's very interesting. Thank you to all of you. Um, let's look at the administrative formalities involved in obtaining your student visa. For your visa application, you have to provide proof of funds. Arthur, could you explain how it worked for you? Yeah, so you have to provide evidence that you have or at least will have enough funds to sustain your entire stay in France. So if you're staying for a duration of a whole year, uh, this can amount to quite a lot of money, which could be a problem for some students. So for me, uh, the proof consisted of a recent bank statement, as well as uh, a proof of my scholarship that I would be receiving from the Franco-British Council which we'll talk about a bit later. So that just details the amounts of money I would, would be receiving from this scholarship every month. Thanks, Arthur. That's pretty clear. Uh, maybe to, com to complete a little bit, uh, to apply for a student visa, one should provide supporting documents to prove that they have sufficient funds for the duration of the mobility to France. The minimum required per month is 615 euros. The supporting document can be a bank statement, as you said, Arthur. Uh, but and if the student receives a scholarship, um, they they can provide the grant certificate as a complementary document. Let's get back into details now. You three went to different cities: Paris for Bob, Bordeaux for Arthur, and Clermont-Ferrand for Ruby. How would you qualify the cost of life? Is it more expensive than in your home city? Um, I found that overall, I think I spent less money in Clermont-Ferrand than I would have in Birmingham. Um, and that was mainly due to the fact that I stayed in the cruise accommodation, um, which halved my expenses on rent. Um, and I often ate at the cruise uh, restaurants as well, which provided a full meal for £3.30 for €1.30 um, or €1 if you're on a bursary. Um, and I'd find shopping to be more expensive and travelled a lot more than I normally would. But this was kind of balanced out by my accommodation costs. Um, there's definitely a difference in the cost of living in France, um, across France, because 
Clermont, for example, is a really small city um, and it's been run very for a very long time by like a socialist mayor. Um, so it's very accessible. Um, we had free transport on the weekends, for example, and students were entitled to a four euro a month tram ticket. And so this was really great but uh, for us living in Clermont. But that was very specific to where I was. And I guess ultimately, though, um, what really helped me was the close accommodation, and that is accessible all over France. So, yeah. Thank you, Ruby. Um, was it quite similar or different, Arthur, in Bordeaux? So I would say Bordeaux is one of the more expensive cities in France. So it's in line with a lot of the other mid to large cities like Montpellier, Toulouse, Nantes, uh, but it's still quite significantly less expensive than Paris. Uh, so the rent in Bordeaux is quite expensive. Uh, I've been sharing a 45 meter squared apartment and I share with my girlfriend. So we share the cost of the rent, which was 900 euros per month between us, not including the utilities. Uh, so compared to where I was studying in the UK, which was in Bath, also quite an expensive city to rent, uh, this is substantially cheaper, in my opinion. And especially if, you, if you're if you receiving some financial aid from the government, which is a possibility in France, which we'll discuss a bit later, uh, it's definitely more manageable than what you might be used to in the UK housing market. So another thing to consider is the utilities and something to note at the moment is that the electricity prices are a bit cheaper in France compared to the UK. So you can spend expect to spend a bit less there. And as for food, it's quite hard to compare prices between the countries uh, because of the recent cost of living increases. Um, but the prices don't appear significantly different to me, although that will depend on the, the city or the region you're living in. And the last major expense from for my life at least is public transport. And Bordeaux has this scheme which entitles uh, students to have a free bike during their studies. So they just get the bike from the uh, from the uh, local council and they have to give it back at the end of their stay. And bikes are generally a good way to move around uh, French cities. So that's something I could recommend uh, specifically for Bordeaux. So otherwise, with public transport, the, the bus and tram tickets were €1.80 for a single ticket, and the subscription costs uh, seem quite discounted compared to buying these single, single tickets. So just to conclude that, I would say the cost of living is noticeably cheaper compared to what I was used to in the UK, and that's simply because of this uh, lower rent. Thank you very much, Arthur. Uh, Bob, uh, as you're living in, in Paris, I guess that the cost of living is quite high. Yeah, we, we, we've gone on a scale. We started with clermont ferrand we moved up to Bordeaux, and we've hit what I think is probably the most expensive uh, city in France, which is Paris, obviously, as the capital. Uh, the big expense being um, accommodation, of course, is something I think will, will break down, but often uh, accommodation will be maybe if you're if you're on your own in a studio it will be somewhere between sort of 500 and maybe uh 900 euros somewhere between there a month for often quite a small um space uh you you're, you'll likely have your sort of your bathroom and your kitchen is sort of right next to your bed this is what most people have uh in the uh, chambre de bonne which are the kind of um rooms you have at the very top of those typically parisian buildings um, I would say 
I mean, coming from London, making a comparison, frankly, some things are actually cheaper in Paris than in London right now, but that's not necessarily saying a lot. Um, things like going out, going to restaurants, all of that will be considerably more expensive in Paris than it will be in other parts of France. But I would definitely reiterate what Arthur just said about uh, public transport. Public transport is a lot cheaper in, in France, from my experience. Um, you can get uh, student tariffs, which I'm pretty sure you can't do on the London Tube, for example. You can get like an annual student ticket in, in Paris, which is not something you can do in London. Um, and also you've got the, the bike scheme as well. They've got the Velib bikes, which can are really quite cheap indeed. Uh, and it's also a good way to um, stay fit and see a lot more of the city. So I completely agree with Arthur that uh, bikes are uh, a good economical way to get around. Thank you, Bob. I hear that at least for you and for Arthur, the rent was a substantial part of your budget. Uh, to pay this rent, did you apply for a financial aid called APL, APL from the CAF, C-A-F? Uh, and, and then my other question would be, what were your other main expenses? Uh, how did you prepare for this mobility, uh, financially speaking? Yeah, so as we all said, rent is obviously the, the largest expense that you can expect to, to pay when you go anywhere. So for my private accommodation, we did have this APL, APL um, uh, financing from the government, uh, which is commonly referred to as CAF, from what I've heard from, from a lot of French people. So you receive an amount of money to help with your accommodation fees based on your financial situation. So you have to report any income you're getting, as well as your employment or student status. And so as a student, I was receiving around 140 euros per month. And my girlfriend, who I shared the rent with, who was a young employee, received about 100 euros. So taking this off the rent makes it a lot more manageable. It, it put our rent down to about 650 between us. Um, so that makes it significantly cheaper than what, what we're paying in most UK cities. And there's always this cheaper accommodation that's available compared to private accommodation. So there's Cruz, as Ruby mentioned, which is this organization providing the subsidized student accommodation, among some other things. So this is significantly less expensive than, than private accommodation from landlords. And otherwise, there's the option to go to a coloc, which is a, a house share. And that's if you don't mind getting random flatmates. But then again, having random flatmates can also be part of your experience when you go to another country. Um, so moving on to food, just to be a bit more specific, I was paying about 60 euros per month on food, but this is the kind of thing which you can expect varies greatly depending on your lifestyle and what you eat. For example, stuff like meat and cheese in France is very expensive, uh, but you can avoid these kind of expensive things if you're on a, a tight budget. Uh, as, as Bob mentioned, eating out in restaurants is I would say comparable, if not a bit more expensive compared to the UK. Uh, so you could expect around 15 to 20 euros for two courses in a decent restaurant. Thank you, Arthur. And what about you, Ruby? How was the situation in, in, in Clermont? Um, I think like Arthur, uh, my main expenses were accommodation and food. Um, and that was both 
shopping for food and eating out and um, I think he's right about eating out it might be slightly more expensive than the UK but it's not particularly significant of a difference um I applied for the CAF um too and I received about 80 euro a month because I was in the cause so it's probably paying less in the first place um but it did take a bit of time to be approved and I think that's something that should be taken into consideration um when you're working out your finances because the money that you will receive from the French government can't be relied upon right from the beginning of your stay in France. Um, you're supposed to start receiving your CAF a month after your application, but it might take a bit longer than that. Um, and so, yeah, it's just it's just worth taking that into consideration um, when you go. Um, and I did get a French bank account because I thought that it would be paid, uh, the CAF would be paid straight to me. But when you live in Coos, uh, the CAF pays your APL directly to the accommodation provider um, so that you basically just have to pay less rent, which makes actually the system a lot uh, or the process a lot easier. Thank you, Ruby. Bob, do you want to add something uh, regarding Paris? Yes, actually, just perhaps one thing I'd add um, with regards to the CAF, it's definitely something to bear in mind. And Paris is a big subletting market. So when you find sort of uh, options which are uh, advertised online, that they're, they're, they're not always done sort of um, officially, like, and that's something to bear in mind that uh, applying for the CAF is difficult if you don't have the right um, documents and you're renting, you know, in, in not essentially on the black market. Um, and that's definitely something to bear in mind when you're comparing uh, prices. Thank you, Bob. Let's stay with you uh, to speak about resources. I know that you were awarded as author an Autant Cordial Scholarship. Can you explain how you applied for it? Yes, so the Entente Cordial Scholarship, if uh, it's unclear, I imagine people listening to this probably have an idea already, but a scholarship set up for British postgraduate students going to France. Uh, it was uh, set up by Jacques Chirac and John uh, Major um, to try and uh, facilitate and allow for uh, British students to come and uh, effectuate their studies. Uh, in France, you apply by uh, writing a, uh, an application letter, sending a form detailing uh, whether you have a confirmed offer of a place to study in France or uh, whether you've applied for one. And that process takes place, I think the deadline for me closed in about March from memory. Um, you had an interview in April and it's a panel of people, I think, joint from the Franco-British Council and from the French Embassy in the UK. Uh, and they ask you questions about what your sort of motivations are for the future, what you want to get out of the, um, of the programme. They also ask you what your experience is with maybe with the French language or have you visited France before is sort of some of the questions they ask. But I, but I think they're, they're not necessarily, they're not expecting you to... Um, speak sort of uh, fluent French already, far from it. They just want to see what you get out of it. They're also not expecting you to have uh, listed all these sort of fancy holidays you've gone on in, in France. They're more just trying to understand what your relationship is with the country and what you're trying to get out of it. Um, and so as well, the people that um, apply for it and the people who get the, uh, the grant all come from uh, lots of different backgrounds. 
uh, are studying lots of different things. I'm studying something which is quite sort of diplomacy and politics focused, but um, Arthur, I, I can't remember what you uh, you said you were studying, but uh, lots of uh, scientists, lots of um, very varied things. So there's no kind of um, normal profile of people that um, apply for the scholarship. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about it, I would say absolutely go ahead. Uh, be honest in your application about uh, why you want to do this program specifically in France, how the money would assist you in doing that. That's an important element as well. And uh, you've got nothing to lose. And the people on the panel are very friendly about it. So um, give it a go. Thanks, Bob. Arthur, do you want to add some details? Uh, for example, this scholarship, was it a, a very significant uh, help for uh, your stay in France? Yeah, maybe I could just fill in some of the gaps. Uh, so along with what, what Bob mentioned for the application, you also have to provide your, your current grades uh, from university and even A-levels. And then there's this section on motivation, your aims for the future. So in this, you should pay particular attention to how you think your stay in France could contribute to strengthening relations uh, between institutions in the UK and France. And that's the particular aim of the Franco-British Council. And also there was this uh, need to provide two recommendation letters from academic sources. So you could use tutors at your university, for example. Um, so in this interview, yeah, the questions were mainly about getting an idea of the motivation of the applicant, uh, their ability in French and uh, stuff like that. And yes, in, in May, I received the confirmation that I would be getting the grant. And the, the amount of money was 700 euros per month. And the duration of the scholarship was six months. Um, so for me, this was quite a significant boost. I think without it, it would have been quite hard to sustain myself in France without uh, finding a job alongside my studies. So this was definitely uh, a very important factor for me. That's good to hear. Thank you, Arthur. Uh, Ruby, you received a, a Turing grant. How much was it? When did you have the result uh, for the grant? Yeah, so as I'm an undergraduate, um, I applied for the Turing scheme, which is the new the equivalent of the Erasmus funding um, that was previously available to us. Um, and uh, it was all done through my university. Um, and so I received about uh, £3,600 um, after, well, in, in the full process. And really, I had to complete two rounds of paperwork, um, which includes sending off a signed learning agreement, um, providing proof of your travel um, and completing some other forms um, alongside. And so this I, I, I found out that I was eligible for the Turing scheme in November while I was on my year abroad. Um, and I was told the amount that I would receive um, based on what I'd sent in. Um, which, which forms I'd sent in in January. Um, and then I was paid the first instalment a few weeks later, um, which was 80% of the grant as I was already in France. And then the rest of that was paid to me once I returned back to the UK. Um, and I found it a very useful bit of money um, to have, which I don't have to worry about paying back. Um, and it took the pressure off a bit as I felt like 
um, I was spending quite a lot of money and it allowed me to kind of be a bit more flexible about going on trips around France. Um, but it was um, alongside the UK maintenance loan that I normally get anyway, um, which had also been boosted. And that's worth mentioning um, because when you go on a year abroad, they, you do put in uh, when you do your student finance application, if you apply for a maintenance loan, normally um, you do put in that you're going on a year abroad and sometimes they will adjust the amount of money that you receive um, based on where you're going. Um, and I'm not sure it's it it works this way for everyone. And but for me going to France, I did get more money than um, than I normally would have received. So that was also helpful for me. Um, and was probably my main kind of um, source of funding for the year. Thanks, Ruby. And Arthur, I know that during uh, your stay in France, you did an internship. Um, I guess you were paid during this period? Yeah, so as an intern in France, you're paid at a special rate, which is set for, in, uh, for interns. Um, so at the moment, this is four euros and five cents per hour and it's untaxed rate. Um, so this seems like quite a small hourly rate, but if you're doing a, a long-term internship, uh, which is quite common in France, these kind of uh, integrated internships, which are a part of your degree, uh, this can amount to quite a lot of money, 500 to 600 euros per month is what I was getting for my internship. Um, and I was doing the internship for six months. Um, so depending on where you live and your lifestyle, that's probably enough to cover a lot of your living expenses. And especially since, as I mentioned before, this Entente Cordiale scholarship only lasted for the first six months of my stay. So after this six months, I didn't have any income apart from this internship uh, money. And I would say it was enough to sustain myself. And it was pretty crucial for, uh, yeah, for, for living here, basically. Thank you, Arthur. Well, to, to finish with this funding issue, uh, I would like to uh, say something about student job. Um, all foreign students have the right to work while studying in France. Uh, the French law authorizes foreign students to work 964 hours a year, which is 60% of the legal working time. Uh, this can be a supplementary salary. They are guaranteed a legal minimum wage, which is commonly known as the SMIC, which is 11.52 euro gross per hour. Um, so it's, a, uh, it's equivalent to 9.12 euro without social taxes. It's time to wrap things up. Would you have any advice for students preparing to move to France? Yeah, sure. Um, it might seem obvious to some listeners, uh, but I think the, the thing I would give as a tip um, is to make sure you get all loyalty cards that are available to you. Um, my local supermarket, for example, was Auchan, um, and they offered this student discount. Um, you only had to get the app on your phone. And so it worked as a kitty. So once you spent 10 euro, it started giving you back 10% of what you're spending on your shopping. Uh, and that definitely saved me money. Um, I'd have around 10 euro every few weeks to get smaller shops with as it added up. Um, or I'd just use a few euro uh, to treat myself once in a while. And little things like this don't necessarily spring to mind when you've moved to another country and you're not there for very long. But actually, they aren't hard to set up and they can make a real difference to your everyday spending. 
So my advice would just be about student discounts, um, because in, in the UK, these are typically not the best uh, and you don't see them very often. But in France, these are much more common. Uh, for example, you can get uh, cinema tickets at quite a heavily discounted rate if you can show your student card at the, at the door. Also, stuff like public attractions and monuments are often very heavily discounted for students and even anyone under 25 uh, with residents in the European Union. And this works in other countries as well. Uh, for example, I visited Italy in the summer and I could use my, my French uh, student card uh, as well as my visa to, to get a discount on some public attractions. So I would say my advice would be to always ask if a student discount is available because more often than not, uh, there is one. Um, so, uh, well, I suppose this is maybe just a sort of general point about budgeting, but um, I think uh, try and avoid sort of um, going to the supermarket sort of every day with the with the intention of oh I'll just buy something for like dinner tonight really try and like pre-plan um and particularly as well I think in the specifically French context we have quite a supermarket culture in the UK where um like the supermarket is bound to be cheaper than uh going around to like the boulangerie or the market or something in the UK we're used to these being quite kind of like artisan places where the prices are going to be hyped up much higher than like the supermarket but my experience has been I have found this hasn't necessarily been the case um in France so I would say again just as a general sort of budget point in life and this is something you learn as a student as a student at some point um try and do like big weekly sort of shops rather than going in every day and you'll save uh, a lot of money so this was Campus France UK from London. Uh, we had very uh, interesting and helpful uh, information from our three guests today. Um, we'll see you at, in the next episode. And rendez-vous en France.